Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Four Mics, 13 Teeth, and One Ankle Monitor, a ministry of First Baptist Church right here in Hogansville, Georgia. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, and Apple Podcast Connect. Also on YouTube. On these platforms, we're listed as Four Mics, 13 Teeth, and One Ankle Monitor. Also on Facebook at CR Hogansville. Bill and I have a great podcast for you today. We're talking about, is there life after addiction? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor podcast. A podcast about addiction recovery made by addicts for anyone battling addiction. Hello, y'all. I said Bill was going to be here, and of course he's late. Here he comes. <laughs> we're going to have a good broadcast today, you guys. Um, we're talking about is there life after addiction. Absolutely, there's life after addiction, so we're going to delve into this today. You late. <laughs> I, I used to be late all the time, but I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit better now. A little bit better. But hey, this has been fun so far, hasn't it? It has. Always good to see y'all. And, and uh, it's just stepping outside and doing something different. That's uh, right. Absolutely. You know, today, uh, you know, y'all be praying for Gary. He's got a fever and uh, throwing up, not feeling too good. And we know how that goes. The rest of the family will have it soon. So, Amanda, kids, y'all get ready. It's coming. <laughs> Y'all's turn at the toilet's coming. We praying for y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sherry and I have been really back and forth uh, doing a few things, doing a few takes. And uh, we're here to talk about our life after addiction. That's right. Uh, is there life after addiction? Absolutely, there's life after addiction. Um, you know, really, all it takes is is wanting that change in your life and wanting to surrender. What do you think? Well, it's wanting that change. Um, but more important uh, to me is uh, a lot of us wanted it. I, I wanted it sometimes, not very often in my life. But um, the, the thing for me was just going ahead and enacting on it, working on it, actually surrendering to it, actually doing it. Because yeah. until then, it was nothing but just a fantasy. I could always imagine how my life would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, my life was wonderful the way I imagined it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is looking at it like, you tow up. <laughs> hey, that's exactly right. The lights would be off, you know, my wife done left me and all that stuff. And, man, I'm just living over there in fantasy land, you know, thinking about done won the lottery. Um, but that wasn't so. <laughs> Well, I wanted to I wanted to get clean on my terms. And uh to do it on my terms, I mean I couldn't do both at the same time. So <laughs> <laughs> Can I get clean? Well, Can I say hi? I just wanna know, is there a program for that? <laughs> hey, uh well you're talking about that. I went to uh when they first asked me to lead this, I went to uh Albert Carter. He's uh he runs the AA here in town. And uh, I went to Albert and asked him about that. I, I said, Albert, can I still just drink, you know, just a little bit, Albert. You know, I ain't gonna drink much. You know, and uh, man, he's like, mm, Bill, mm, you can't do that. And I, and I got mad. You know, I, I thought, well, why not? You know, you say, hey, I'm helping them. You know, I used to ask the Lord, can, can I just get a pass? I just want to know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, having finally come to that uh, moment, I'm just going to tell you, it was scary for me. I was terrified, but you'd think after seven times I'd have been used to it. But uh, I was absolutely terrified. What terrified me the most is I had been doing addiction for almost all of my life. If I didn't have that anymore, 
what was life going to be? The, the prospects of the future really scared me because I knew what to expect in addiction. Uh, that's yeah. exactly right. Uh, with me, I remember praying to God and just saying, God, please let me enjoy the day. I mean, yes. I was terrified. I'd been high for 38 years, and I'm talking about every day of my life. <laughs> so it was uh, sun up, sun down, you know, and it, it, was, it was terrifying. It, it, it is terrifying, but the thing is, I think once we decide in our heart to take that first step, which is, well, number one, you got to admit you got a problem, for real. You got to admit you got a problem. You got to quit denying it. You got to, you know, you got to let people in. That was my thing. I didn't want to let people in like they already didn't know it. But I asked the ladies that, that, um, that I help and disciple, you know, when we start this process with them, it's like, what if your life can look totally different in, say, a year's time? What if your life could be nothing that you dreamed that it could be? Wouldn't you want that for yourself? That's the first question we ask them. And I think everybody's answer is yes, yeah. right off the bat. But the difference is, is putting in that work for it because it, it doesn't come easy. I mean, for me, it, it rolled. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I consider myself very fortunate because, um, I mean, I'm not bragging or anything that happened. Just telling you facts about right. what happened. I mean, I haven't relapsed. Um, I, I've stayed uh, clean now for nine years. And But the reason why is because I jumped in 100%. As much as I was in my addiction, I jumped yeah. in my recovery. And, and that's the problem I see with a lot of people is they toy with it. You know, they step in it kind of like a kid at a swimming pool. You know, y'all all, all right. know what we're talking about. That's right. The Come kid, on now. The kid runs over there, steps his toe in there, and then runs back just yelling and screaming, then runs back and forth. And I think that's the way a lot of people play with the, with recovery is they think it's like, the, oh, I can just go over here and just get a little feel good that's for a minute, right. feel good about myself. Mom and daddy's going to really love me. My wife's going to love me, my husband, whatever. But until you go full in, I, I don't think that that recovery is possible. Right. Well, I relapsed enough for both of us. So. <laughs> and what was the magic number? <laughs> We're not talking about that. Bill. I told you. See how you are. That's okay, though. Yeah, hey, that's God's number, it, it, though. <laughs> Hey, that, is God's that is the number of completion. Right, that's right. <laughs> so that's many right. times it took me to complete that program, but you know what? Uh, you know it, that's what it took to break that rebellion, and that's really what it is. It's rebellion. It's a re rebellion against yourself. You're rebelling against God, and until you're ready to surrender to this process, nobody can do this for you. And, and I think a lot of times what we do is we compare ourselves to somebody else. I know that's right. Um, you know, for for me, I, I didn't relapse, but I know a lot of people that have. Sherry went went back and forth into <laughs> in, into treatment centers. Yes. But I've heard of people that have went into treatment centers and prison for years and years and years before they got recovered. Some people will only go one time. It it differs. I would say never ever compare your recovery to somebody else's. You know, your story is going to be different than everybody else's. That's right. Because if you're always comparing yourself to other people, like you know, I think about this all the time. You know, in the Bible it says that that God before the foundation of the world had a plan for each of us. So if you're if you're sitting there right now and you are in this cesspool of of I don't know how to get out of this, I want you to know God's got a plan for you and he took into account exactly where you're at right now. He pulled us out, he'll pull you out. Exactly. And you know, once uh, I got into recovery, all of a sudden I found one of the first things for me was my morals and my values changed. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I went into recovery not wanting anything. I, I'm not going to lie. I, Debbie asked me, said, well, how long are you going to stay clean? I said, well, I don't know. 
I, I was just honest. And, and then she pressed me, and I said, well, as long as I leave CR. And she said, well, they'll bury you with a CR shirt on then. That's what, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. So, yeah. But I can understand her. Yeah. yeah. She, well, I, I would go like, okay, when I went into my last rehab, um, I was like, I couldn't picture it being me being there for a whole year. That, yeah. to me, just blew my mind. So I learned to take it day by day. If I can get through today and get my head on that pillow and get to tomorrow, okay, that is an accomplishment. And I don't think that we take the time to really celebrate the little things, the little accomplishments, the little steps that we take because we're looking at the big picture. And I'm going to tell you, if you're in addiction right now and you're you're looking at this this big picture of, you know, oh, how am I going to do this? I'll tell you how you're going to do it. It's one step at a time, one day at a time, one breath at a time. You know, that's exactly right. But so many times um, what what happens is somebody will be in recovery for two days and then all of a sudden they won't. And there's nothing wrong with it. You want to go speak somewhere. You want to go tell somebody something. But in a lot of cases, you're setting yourself up because what you're doing is you're living off the highs then. That's exactly right. And, and you cannot live off those highs. I mean, that, that's what I did in addiction was living off highs. That's right. You know, you've got to base your addiction just like you do your life on, on the lows. That's on, right. on the everyday, the pastor talks about it all the time about on third. You got to base your life on Thursday afternoon and Monday morning. That's right. You know, you can't base, base it on Saturday night all the time. Well, I know the Lord told me because I really, when I finally came out of uh, the, the last rehab that I went to, I really had a passion to to help people. But the Lord, you know, He He really had to sit me down, really sit me down, and say, you know what? There's reasons why you were doing the drugs. Those right. things we need to address because if we don't address those things and the root causes, you can find yourself right back there. And that's what I found out is that I suffer from so much stuff. I thought I had it all together. I thought I was God in my own sight. Yeah. But there was a lot of things. And, and even now, um, a, a good example is just started doing a few videos for a CR. Just simple, nervous. I saw that. 25 takes, <laughs> you know, to get one out for a minute and a half. But, but hey, that, that's what, you know— I, that's what you got to do. That's what I got to do anyway. Yeah, it's a whole new level. I'm, I'm telling y'all, y'all created a monster right here. But, you know, for so long, I was uh, telling everybody else, you need to do a video. Yeah. I was telling all the people in CR, you need to do a video. I was even calling them, yeah. texting them, and getting mad at them. And finally, I just thought, you aren't doing it. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I had to start stepping out. And, and that's where you're going to always be working on yourself. I will always be working on yeah. myself. But I tell people all the time, hey, uh, the people here at CR are, are working on themselves. That's right. And most people in recovery are working on themselves. So I just pity the ones that aren't in recovery because, you know, they're the ones that they really got it all together. Yeah, or the ones that's in denial trying to do this, you know, on their own. And that comes to my next question, you know, do you have to do this alone? No, you don't have to do this alone. There are meetings, uh, mentors. I have a few mentors, and let me tell you, they they really keep me on track. Um, inpatient rehab, outpatient rehab, there are resources to help you, but if you don't admit that there's a problem, I mean, you're stuck in it, and you're by yourself, but when you don't have to be. Now, Sherry, how can they get in contact with with you for the Saving Grace Ministry? Uh, you can contact me by my cell phone. It's 706-977-7538. Um, we help to get uh, women, and we do help men as well, to get them into inpatient treatment, uh, give them the resources that they need to, you know, to, to start this journey. 
because you know we're not in it to make a name for ourselves we are in it because we, we want to help people because we've been there and when That's i awesome. see people that are struggling i see my own heart I see, you know, and, and that's all we're here for. And, you know, doing it by yourself, I just think that's impossible. It um, is impossible. You know, you, you think about, or at least when I was doing dope, um, you know, I always did it with somebody. Even, even if I had to buy it and had to call them up and go pick them up, I wanted them to be with me. I, I just yeah. wanted somebody there. I, I think that's just the way we are. And it is very scary uh, to step into a new life. But there are so many people out here uh, sharing with uh, Saving Grace Ministry. Uh, of course, you can uh, look at the CR Facebook page. You'll see my number, uh, Bill Dollar. You'll see Debbie Dollar. You'll see a, a lot of numbers on there, and you can call these people. But so many times I think that we think that we can fix ourselves, and you're just going to have to come out of that. Man. Well, I'm, I'm here to you. tell you I couldn't. <laughs> so. hey, hey, I couldn't either. Uh, I jumped in, and I think the thing about uh, you call them mentors, and, and I call them yeah. that sometimes. Sometimes I call them accountability partners, but – those besides the meeting, I think the the mentorship is the most important thing that you could ever have in your life. It absolutely is. And when I started, when the Lord got me to a place that I could start mentoring other ladies, um, he really impressed upon me, like, you've got to have your life in order. Like, you can't you can't help get someone else delivered if you're not delivered. You know, you can't be dibble-dabbling in stuff if, and go out and try to help other people. You know, say what? <laughs> I didn't, we'd have had this conversation a couple of times, and now you sit on the air. So, <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, you've you've got to have that help, and and there's nothing like being able to go to somebody that that you trust, and and pour out your heart to them, and, and they, you know, help you. That, that a lot of times they'll say, "Hey, I've been there," and yeah. you're like, "What?" You know, yeah. I thought I'm I thought I'm the only one that ever went through this. Yeah. So the mentorship is very important. Uh, the meetings are, I would say, right behind that because meetings, you get to meet a lot of people. You get to uh, see what's going on and what worked for them in their life. Uh, you get to see how people are acting. Huh? You get to see if they're real or not. Uh, so yeah. I think meetings is a, a very good resource it because is. you can. I know you can come here and, and we'll refer to you to anybody. We're fast to tell you, hey, if it's not working out for you here, Hey, we got a list of places. That's Please right. check out one of these places. That's right, because what might be you know good for one person might not be good for the next. I mean, uh, we were just talking about that earlier about you know uh, coming together. You know, the body of Christ coming together to to get this message out because we want to help. Um, but you got to want to help yourself. So I'm talking to the one that's sitting there right now that that's really you know trying to make a decision, knows the right decision to make, but it's just really struggling. You're not alone. Right. We are here and you know you can have joy in the place of misery uh bill i remember the first time uh well i when i got to my last rehab um uh, I remember walking outside and I remember looking around and I could literally see th that the sky was blue. I could literally see that the trees were green where before everything was dead because I was dead on the right. inside. And, and I think that is so true for anybody that's uh, going into recovery and, and just uh, just say a few weeks or sometimes just the next day. All of a sudden, your mind starts clearing up. You see things so totally different. I didn't come into a relationship with Christ until after I'd been clean for like maybe 30 days or so. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I knew who Jesus was. I knew all the stories. I was going to church. But as my mind had to heal, 
I know. You know, as much trauma as, as we put through yeah. ourselves and all, it, it just took a little while. So I started seeing, just like Sherry, started seeing things completely different, and it was beautiful. I'm yeah, telling you, it's, it was the best choice that I made because that choice led me to other choices. That's right. You know, um, a lot of people will say that salvation is the best, and, and, and I agree with that overall, but I was in such – my brain was in such a – a bad way that I had to come out of that first before I could start accepting anything That's in, right. in my life. So That's absolutely right. And, and if you're wondering, is this an easy process? Absolutely not. It's not an easy process. But I'm telling you, what you're doing right now is, is no easier. Okay? It's hard to live in addiction. It really is. Uh, there's nothing, for me, there was nothing but pain and suffering. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Know, Hey, I was good at it. Uh, it's amazing how comfortable we can get oh, yeah. in those situations because of, you know, living a certain way, uh, afraid to answer the telephone, afraid to answer the door. Uh, when you do, you run outside. You're, you're chasing, riding by somebody's house 50 times, texting them 25 while you're driving by, and then calling and then sneaking around back, knocking <laughs> on the door because you know they're there. You just want to make sure that dope's going to be available, okay? <laughs> hey, that's, that's exactly it. But, you know, living that way. But with that, you've either got your kids in the car or you've done left your kids. Absolutely. So, you know, let, let's not joke with ourselves. So we've all got funny stories. Um, that's true. But I'll tell you what, uh, if we end after the one-liner and we keep the story going, That's there's right. nothing but pain and suffering. Because after then, what happened? After then, you know, my wife left me. After then, yeah. uh, we got kicked out of the house. After then, mm-hmm. I went to jail. After then, mm-hmm. I lost my job. Or there's no food in the house and then CPS shows up. And I mean, it, it's exactly. This is real. It's very real. And uh, there's a lot of people that have gone through what you're going through right now. And there are resources out there to help you. And um, that is our heart is to just tell you that there is life after addiction, but you have to take that first step. You do. So, Sherry, um, you know, we've done basically beat around the bush a lot, basically told people, hey, you need Mm -hmm. addiction. You need recovery. Mm -hmm. And uh, but what? What has recovery done for you? Recovery has absolutely changed. Every, I tell you what, when I see people in a the store, they about fall out. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, my God. Hold up. Wait a minute. You that girl in that laundry basket walking down the street? Yeah, that's me. But you know what? That's just how good our God is. I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all. Right. Uh, I didn't honestly didn't go but to a few meetings, but inpatient rehab really helped me. But I'm going to tell you what, getting in my Bible and, and, and getting to know the Lord is what helped me the most because I started to learn that my identity was not wrapped up in drug use, that I'm not, I'm not the things that I'm doing. And so you have to, all that junk that we put into us, I mean, we have to renew our mind. We really do. Yes, we do. And that was one thing you brought that up, um, you know, people said some awful things about me, but let's just be honest. They were all true. They still say things about me like she lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> I show sure have. But, but now it, it's a different way. But <laughs> That's I, right. I, I really believe that um, it, it was the best. I know. I, I don't just believe it. I know it was the best decision. Now, that's why I get upset sometimes when I see people still in addition. But I got to remember that I, right. I was that person at one time. So trying to have uh, compassion for uh, 
someone in recovery is uh, sometimes it's hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, recovery changed everything for me. It is it restore, it's restored my family. It's restored the trust. I have a relationship with people that didn't want to have anything to do with me. Like it's. It's changed everything. It's almost like a retraining and learning how to do life again, but the right way. Oh, exactly. And just things like a, a, a job riding down the road. Um, I mean, like job, what was a job before? <laughs> <laughs> you work well, <laughs> to get that money so you go spend it all that day. Come on now. Somebody uh, testify. Uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, and I got to uh, say it. I mean, I am a better employee. Yes. Uh, I never would have hired me if I would have known me. Absolutely. Me either. Uh, but the, the life that I'm living right now is, again, I, I had no expectations. I just wanted to be clean. That's all I wanted. And yeah. I wanted to get through the day. I considered it one of the biggest things that I ever learned was one day at a time. I hated, yeah. I hated that yeah. saying. But when I started applying that to my life, it, it was like a game changer yeah. for me. And I would get through this day, and then I would get through that day. And, and as I look back, I'm, I'm seeing just a complete change. The, the person that I am now had nothing to do with the person that I was. Yeah. Two complete different people. Uh, I mean, I have, I have joy in my life now, oh, which was amen. so hard. Peace. Amen. You know, people say, hey, I'd like to win the lottery. Hey, I just want peace. I, I won the lottery. I, I got peace, you I, know. Uh, that's exactly right. Um, there was somebody uh, the other day that just told me that uh, for the addict, uh, coming clean is like winning the lottery. Absolutely. And and it, it is in a way because if, if you end – but if you end up keeping the lottery winnings, and by that I mean by keeping your recovery, if you end that's up right. doing that – then it is the most wonderful life you could ever lead. That's, that's so good. But if you are uh, are out there and, and you feel challenged right now that there's no way, I, we're telling you Absolutely. that, hey, there is a way. And yes. we're telling you that the life that you can lead right now is the best life. And you would never imagine. When you look back on your life, you would say, man, no way. I know. No way. Absolutely. I was such a— fragmented and broken person and I know somebody out there listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about it it was awful but today I I feel whole like there's nothing missing there's nothing broken you know well you feel like you got or I I do I mean I I feel like I've got a purpose in life absolutely where before I I knew I didn't have a purpose in life and and really I thought I'm gonna die yeah and I can just imagine what they're gonna say around my coffin I mean, in, in my greatest pain, I found my greatest passion, and that is to help other people come out of that because I know it is miserable. It's awful. I know what you put your kids through. I know what you put your family through. You put yourself through it, you know? Hey, that hammers her hand. <laughs> hey, she's got a little emphasis on that. I don't know if you can see it on the table, but I'll, over here, on my head's like, going like that every time she says something. <laughs> you always make fun of me. Tired of it. But, but Sherry is so right. Uh, you know, there's no way that I, I believe that that you can get clean where you're not so grateful that you don't give back. Absolutely. I, I just I don't see it. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's one of the things that uh, that keeps us clean. Yeah. I, I know it's one of the things that have kept me clean is being able to give back, being able to help other people with it, and so. 
the greatest tragedy mm-hmm. turned out to be the greatest blessing Absolutely. In, in our life. Well, you know, the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion to help people, to heal them, you know, to deliver them. And I think that that what we go through will move us to compassion to help other people in that same situation. Exactly. So I, I, I want to ask anybody that's out there, and if you're thinking about uh, recovery, if you're you know, just wondering what my life would be like. Um, I, I want you to just close your eyes, and I want you to imagine anything. Well, I'm going to tell you, whatever you imagine, God's got more than that for you. Amen. Hey, you say, hey, I would just like to have my own house. I would like to have, um, you know, just a good job. I like for my kids to be. And look, we're, we are not not in no prosperity gospel. We are not no. into that, Don't, that, that no. stuff. Don't fall <laughs> for that stuff, I'm telling you. But, but I am saying that the life, that, that God has laid out for you is so much more yeah. than the life that you could ever dream. I could never dream that I would be at the place that I am right now. Yeah. And with this peace, with this joy in my life, with the trust of the family yeah. that, that Sherry was talking about, uh, those things are huge for yeah. somebody that has been in addiction because yeah. family will well, deservedly so, they will kick your teeth yeah. in after so many If you times got any of, left. <laughs> Hey, there's a reason why we call it 13 teeth there. <laughs> We're being generous. <laughs> but hey, family, family wealth, they will. They will. And I remember my family saying some, some awful things to me, but they were true. That's right. And now to have the relationship with them where they actually look up to me, where, yeah. where people actually say, hey, can you come over and help? Man, before... They Before wouldn't. or after I put my stuff up. <laughs> hey, that's exactly right. It was an emergency if they called me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm clipping somebody on the way out. I guarantee you. <laughs> Gosh, I can't deal with him. I can't. <laughs> but, but now, you know, I... I want to just help people, yeah. and um, I, I feel that way that I am helping people. Yeah. So I want to tell you personally that you can never imagine the life that you would have. It is so wonderful, yeah. and after it, it, it takes a little bit of work. Yeah. But then after it starts snowballing, and the thing about you replacing people, places, and things, it's absolutely true. Yeah. That was another saying I didn't like, but— uh, but those things are going to change. And, Absolutely. You know, I heard Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said it best. I, I, we all we all can relate to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg <laughs> said something about said, "Hey, said here you are, you're rising on up." And he said, "Here are your friends right there." He said, "You got two choices: either you can come back down here with them, or they can rise up with you." That's right. You know, I would rather them rise up with me by giving them a them an example of the mm-hmm. life that is so joyous. The I've, life that Jesus talks about, the, the abundant life that he came to give us. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, even if you have to cut off every friend that you got, if that's all that you associate with is, is people that are in addiction, then that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, that's well, what I had to do. And what about your friends now? What would you say? Let me tell you, when I came out of rehab, I absolutely had nobody. Because all my friends were in addiction. I mean, you know, we did every all this crazy stuff together. So, But let me tell you, I felt so alone. But I'm telling you what happened is the Lord 
started putting people in my life that were exactly. good for me, that would pour into me and give me truth and not try to sell me a lie and suck me back into that life. And I thank God for them. And I'll, I'll tell you what uh, I've been able to do is some of my friends, I've been able to reach back in and help pull them out. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think it's so important that in the words of Snoop, we say up here, <laughs> Yeah, we, we get them to rise up here with us instead of us going back down into the, the pain, the misery that we were in. Are you going to be rapping next week? Hey, no telling. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Eminem. <laughs> Y'all see what I have to put yeah. out with? <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to get um, back behind there. We could talk for hours about this. This is a passion of uh, Sherry and myself, yes. uh, just pouring back into other people, helping other people. And, and the reason why is because our life is yeah. is so much more than we ever imagined. God has done everything that God has has promised. He has delivered. Right. And and to be able to walk out of that the pits of hell. I mean, I don't yeah. know any other way to describe it. Walk yeah. out the pits of hell. So, Bill, I just feel led to play to pray over those who are who are right where we're we're talking about. They're right there trying to make a decision. They're wrestling back and forth with what they should do. So I just want to say a prayer over you because I, I know exactly what you're going through. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I'm, I just pray over that person that's sitting there, Lord God, that's struggling in their mind, struggling in their heart, Lord God, struggling in their body, God, uh, just not knowing what to do, Lord. God, I ask you to just touch them, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would just be an ever-present help for them right now and give them the strength, God, to make that step, God, to want better for themselves because you have better for them, God. And Father, we just give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to sit back there and kind of wind things down. Hey, that's right. (laughs) This is fun. Good podcast. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So, uh, if if this if we've said anything today that has touched you and and you want to reach out for those resources, uh, like like Bill said, give uh, give him a call. Give Celebrate Recovery a call. Give us uh, Saving Grace Ministry a call. Uh, we want to help. Uh, you you don't have to do this alone. You know that's I think that's the greatest lie that that we believe is that we are alone. Well, well, you know we can be alone or we can reach out. And uh, we can get the help that we need. So um, I hope you guys stay safe and stay blessed. And uh, until next time. That was an awesome podcast. I think we could have went on and on with that. Well, you did. did we go? Uh, 32 minutes. <gasps> hey, that's good though, Bill. I, I think that was wonderful. I, 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 that's just, 